Good evening, everybody out there. Welcome to another episode of Biblical Truth Central. I am your host, Brother D, and we are here this evening. Um, it is raining, it's dark, it's gloomy outside. Um, and to say the least, it has just been a very, very rough week uh, for me personally. It's been a very rough week. Um, a lot of my listeners are subscribers on my YouTube channel. And if you have seen the recent video that I posted yesterday, then you know exactly what's going on. So for those of you who are unaware who do not watch the channel and I highly recommend that you do go over to Biblical Truth Central on YouTube. Lots of great content there. But if you are just so happen to be someone who does not watch the videos and you just exclusively listen to the podcast, then you know or you should know I'll say that I am having some family emergencies uh, that have occurred over the weekend. Um, I've had some um so my, my great grandmother will say uh, has had a pretty pretty big health scare, and it pretty much threw wrenches at me. It threw um, issues, just really really had me in in a clouded mindset. We'll say to where um, I was really unable to focus on a lot of stuff because all I could think about is my grandmother, my great grandmother. I may add. Um, the reason that she is so important to me is because she practically raised me. Her and my great-grandfather, um, they took me in at the age of six months old to, you know, as a way of helping my mom out. And really, it just ended up turning into me living with them, you know, long term uh, throughout my whole childhood, throughout my teenage years. You know, up until growing up into a young adult, you know, they basically took care of me every step of the way. Um, anytime I was sick, you know, they were the ones that took me to the doctor. Anytime I ever needed something, they were there for me to to make that happen. They comforted me, you know, basically just made me feel at home. My grandfather has gone along and he's with the Lord now. He passed away in 2004. That's right, October of, 20, of uh, 2004. And, you know, ever since then, my grandmother's been a widow. And she basically just has me. And, yes, we, you know, there are other family members. You know, her. she has a daughter, my mom, my siblings. And, you know, and the list just goes on and on and on. You know, she has a lot of people who care about her and who love her very much. And, you know, some... Obviously, time has passed. I want to say about almost uh, 15 years has passed since her husband has passed away. And, you know, she's grown old. You know, she's 83 years old. She turned 83 this past April. And, you know, when you get up into age, you know, things are just not the same. Things, things are difficult. Things are, you know, you're just not as sharp. And, you know, without making this any longer than I intended to be because I do feel the need to to talk about this right now because I, I like to be personal um, with my subscribers and my listeners and let them know exactly what's going on in my life because I am a vessel of Christ. I am an ambassador of Christ. I put myself out 
in the public view um, as a voice and as a representative of the kingdom of God. So I don't mind talking about uh, the issues that occur in my life because I'm just a man like anybody else and I have problems just like everybody else. I don't want people to think, well, you know, you're a Christian and you don't ever have any problems. Everything's perfect. You know, you never have any issues. Jesus never promised us that we would never have any problems. He never said we would never have any issues. In fact, in Matthew 24, he clearly tells us that in this life, you have, you, you'll have problems. You'll have issues. You will have troubles and, or as he'll say, trials and tribulations. But fear not, for I have overcome the world. And, and those were his words of confidence and saying, you know, you're going to go through things. Things are going to happen. But you don't have to worry about that, you know, because I've, I've, I've taken care of that. And I'm, whatever you happen to go through or whatever the bridge looks like that you have to cross, I'm going to be with you. The Bible says that, you know, you'll go through the fire, but you won't be burned. We saw this with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the book of Daniel. You go through deep waters, but you won't drown. Things will occur, but you won't be moved. Amen. And, and, and like, you know, everyone out there who has family, you know, I have family. I have elderly family members and my great grandmother is, you know, the most precious to me because, like I said, she, you know, took me in and basically treated me, me as her son and that is exactly how she views me um she's in the hospital right now as we speak she's doing better um we're thinking that she has dementia not exactly sure how severe it may be but as far as i know she still remembers her birthday she still remembers me my children family she so she's not full-blown dementia I'm, I'm certain of that you know she's a very strong woman and she's been through so much so much she has cared for so many people throughout the generations of my family other people she's just is a very caring considerate person who has constantly put others above herself and now we've reached the point that she deserves that in return. She deserves to be taken care of. She deserves that attention that she has given over many, 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 many decades for other people. I really, really, truly believe that we are responsible for our elders, that we're supposed to take care of the widows you know, in some cultures, they they don't leave like like the children. They don't leave their parents. You know, they 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 grow up, of course, and they move out, take care of their own families. But if it ever gets to a point that the elders need help, they usually will move them in with them and take care of them because you know when they were babies and they were children their parents took care of them that is the way that the cycle needs to be we are not supposed to just abandon our our elderly people um our elderly family i'll say and that the society that we live in today has you know really really little remorse for the elderly for old people and i think it's sad i really do like nobody thinks that 
the elderly or those that are up in age are important. And I don't really understand how somebody could actually believe that. As if they were not young at one point. As if they didn't make sacrifices at one point. As if they didn't live life at one point. Maybe just because they're at a certain point in their life does not mean that they never lived either. They've just come to a point where they need help. And each and every one of us gets to a point that we do need help. You know, I just pray to the Lord that, you know, when I become of age, you know, hopefully, Lord willing, I won't need any assistance. You know, I try my best to take care of my health, you know, in my youth. That You know what they say, you know, if you, you want to be strong and healthy when you're older, the choices that you make when you're young are going to dictate that outcome. You know, making sure that, you know, you, you have a healthy diet, make sure that you're exercising, that you're, you know, taking some good natural herbal supplements to uh, give you the micronutrients that you need for your body to work at its potential, its highest potential at an optimal level, you know, for your blood flow to be healthy, for your lung capacity to be healthy, for your mindset to be healthy. You know, I believe in strengthening the mind, uh, reading books and, and you know, doing puzzles, things like that, challenging the brain to, to work because your brain's a muscle too, you know. So I, I pray and hope that, you know, when I get older, I'll be okay, but if it ever comes down to it, that our children will step in and and take care of me or, you know, my wife, if, if it ever came down to it. And, and again, a lot of that has to do with the way that you raise your children. You know, we express love and charity and compassion in my household. There isn't a day that goes by that I do not tell my children that I love them. I have three boys, you know, ages uh, five, six, and 13, you know. I don't have any girls, you know, that that boat sailed, you know, quite a while ago. But it is what it is. You know, God doesn't make any mistakes. But since I'm raising boys, you know, eventually they're going to become men, you know, leaders, strong leaders and encouragers, the pillar of their own families. And a lot of that is going to come from the principles that I'm taking the time to install in them as we speak. Adults, good adults, I'll say, come from, you know, the harvesting reaping what you sow, you know, what did that parent pour into that child? What type of seeds were planted in that child's mind? You know what I mean? You know, was it seeds of corruption or was it seeds of positivity, seeds of encouragement, seeds of responsibility, things like that? You know, those are the type of things that make a great adult and all of that needs to be taken care of when they're when they're young and like i said you know I, I hope and pray that you know when that time comes that they'll look back and say you know what mom and dad sacrificed for us they took care of us they were always there for us they did their best for us it's time for us 
to give back to them. Amen. And, and that's just the way that it's supposed to be. That's like the cycle of life. If anybody out there has a, a, a parent or a grandparent that they're not checking in on or seeing if they need any help, then shame on them. Like, really, shame on them. In the book of Timothy, it tells us that whosoever does not provide for his family, especially those in his household, he's worse than an infidel. And somewhere along those lines in that same chapter, it says that we are to look after the widows. My grandmother, she's a widow. I told you, her, my grandfather passed away in 2004. And, you know, ever since then, you know, I've just tried my best to fill that void. I know I can't, but showing her the love and, and giving her the time and letting her know that, you know, she's still important, that she's still loved, that she's still wanted. I think that that's a very important thing for people to hear, regardless of how old you are. Everyone wants to be told, I love you. Everyone wants to be told that I need you. Everyone needs to be told that you're important and that you matter. Everyone needs to be told that because it just, it, it makes you feel good. It makes your mental capacity stronger. It makes you feel wanted and like you have purpose. A lot of individuals end up you know, dying, passing away, or committing suicide because they don't feel like they have purpose. People have not told them that they love them. People have not checked on them. People have not called them. People don't visit them. They feel like that they're they don't have they don't have a word. Nothing. They're not worth anything. That's how they feel. They feel like, you know, well, what's the point of me being here? They feel like well, if nobody else loves me, then I, I guess I shouldn't be here. You know, these things run through not just, you know, the elderly, but younger people too. Showing love. God tells us to show love, show charity, show compassion towards those that we care for. Um, this is a big one. Make time for those that you care for. You know, I know we live in a in a society to where we have to work, you know, way more than we needed to 20 plus years ago, you know, because the cost of living is so high and that we are just to a point where a lot of us can't even afford to do anything uh, outside of paying our bills. You know what I'm saying? I mean, some people, they pay their bills. They have a little bit more money left over to go grocery shopping, and then they can't do anything else. Some of these people have not been on vacation for many, many years. And I feel like, you know, each and every one of us should be to a point that we can take a vacation, you know? You know, personally, me and my family, we try to take a vacation every year. Every single year, we try to go out of town. You know, because me and my wife, we work a lot to provide. Like I said, we have three children. That's three mouths to feed. That's three bodies we need to take care of. You know, three people. So we don't really get a lot of downtime. But when we do, which is about once a year, we try to take a vacation with 
that has not happened this year due to, you know what, <laughs> COVID-19. Yeah, so that, that right there put a, a plug in our plans and whatnot. We're going to talk about that, and, um, you know, I want to close this out, you know, about my grandmother. First of all, I just want to, I want to tell everybody out there who has sent their prayers and comments on my video, um, you know, thank you so much. You know, my family, they appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, one reason that I'm actually making this podcast is become, is because of some of the comments that I did receive. And some of the messages that people have sent me, you know, people really, really appreciate Biblical Truth Central. They really appreciate it. They feel that it is a blessing. They feel that it is a good ministry. You know, I've had people tell me, you know, keep being the light of the world. You know, Jesus told us that ye, ye are the salt of the earth. Ye are the light of the world. The world depends on you. Because darkness avails around. As long as sin is embedded in this world, we need to be shining our lights. We need to be showing people the good in this world, which is expressing love and kindness through the gospel of Christ. And reading those comments and seeing what people are saying, you know, to me and about me. And it just really encouraged me to keep going, to keep pushing. Even though I'm going through things with family, to keep going. My grandmother definitely would want me to keep going. She would want me to keep preaching. She would want me to keep teaching. She would never, ever want me to stop. And I just believe that it is a blessing to her heart to see what God has done in my life. Because I can't, I can't really say that I was the greatest teenager growing up. You know, I gave my family a hard time. But, you know, they never stopped praying for me. And God snatched me up and <laughs> he hasn't let me go since. And I think that. That's just been a blessing to my grandmother's heart, my mom's heart, you know, everybody. That I, you know, received Jesus Christ as my Savior and started serving the Lord. Which is something every, I would think every parent would want their child to do. Amen. So, but like, again, thank you very much for your prayers and your thoughts and your kind words. You know, Brother D, you know, we're going to get through this. We're still in the spiritual battle and then we need to we need to keep fighting. OK, now. Last couple of episodes, you know, we've been we've been talking about COVID-19. The world's talking about COVID-19 every single day. I mean, goodness, <laughs> we we can't get a break. The bombardment. From the media, the fear, the fearful attitudes from society. I mean, we see it when we go in the grocery store, we see it at the gas station, we see it in restaurants, we see it in the barbershop, we see it everywhere. There's just no getting away from this, no getting away from it at all. 
and people actually believe that things are going to be normal again in the future. You know, I beg to differ. I don't, I don't think they will be. I think that we're going to see some massive changes and that if your heart is not right with God and you are spiritually dead, you need to fix that ASAP. Like you need to get on that right now. You need to repent of your sins. You need to accept Jesus as your savior and you need to get in your Bible. You need to be praying and you need to let the Lord build you, build your spirit up because we are in for it. We are in for it. Make no mistake. COVID-19 is nothing more than a gate. It's a gate leading the, down a path of tyrant tyranny, leading down a path of control, leading down a path of dictatorship, just leading down a path that eventually is going to show us the beast the beast system this is this is just an implementation i don't believe that the vaccination that they are trying to push is the mark of the beast but i i think it may be a precursor who knows now a couple of days ago a video surfaced of a doctor, actually a couple of doctors. And there was one woman, I believe she was from West Africa. And she basically blew the whistle. She blew the whistle. She let everybody know that indeed there was a cure for COVID-19. Now, I personally feel like this whole time there's been a cure for COVID-19. But the mainstream media is, <laughs> of course, they would never tell you that. Instead, they want to keep you scared. They want to keep you on your toes. They want to keep you hoping for a vaccination. Now, in case some of you, you know, have not seen the video... I'm going to I'm going to play a, sh a short clip of it and you know I'm going to try to let I'm going to try to let it play to the point where you hear the point you know basically her talking about what the the actual cure is because it does go on about 5 minutes and I don't want to play this for 5 minutes on here so all right I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and play it and you listen let's see You know, um, I actually uh, went to medical school in West Africa, Nigeria, where I took care of malaria patients, treated them with hydroxychloroquine and stuff like that. So I'm actually used to these medications. I'm here because I have personally treated over 350 patients with COVID. Patients that have diabetes, patients that have high blood pressure, patients that have um, asthma, old people. I think my oldest patient is 92, 87 year olds. And the result has been the same. I put them on hydroxychloroquine, I put them on zinc, I put them on Zitromax, and they are all well. For the past few months, I've taken care of over 350 patients. We've not lost one. Not a diabetic, not a somebody with high blood pressure, 
not somebody with asthma, not an old person. We've not lost one patient. And on top of that, I've put myself, my staff, and many doctors that I know on hydroxychloroquine for prevention because by the very mechanism of action, it works early and as a prophylaxis. We see patients, 10 to 15 COVID patients every day. We give them breathing treatments. We only wear surgical masks. None of us has gotten sick. It works. So right now, I, I came here to Washington, D.C. to say, America, nobody needs to die. The, 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 the study that made me start using hydroxychloroquine was a study that they did in, under the NIH in 2005 that say it works. Recently, I was doing some research about a patient that had hiccups, and I found out that they even did a recent study in the NIH, which is our national institute, um, that is the, the national, NIH, national Institute of, of Health. They actually had a study, I'm going to look it up, type hiccups and COVID, you will see it. They treated a patient that had hiccups with hydroxychloroquine, and it proved that COVID is a symptom of, hydro of, of uh, hiccups, it's a symptom of, of COVID. So if the NIH knows that treating the patient with hydroxychloroquine proves that hiccup is a symptom of COVID, then they definitely know that hydroxychloroquine works. I'm upset. Why I'm upset is that I see people that cannot breathe. I see parents walk in. I see diabetics sit in my office knowing that this is a death sentence. Okay, so at this point, you know, she's basically, you know, ranting in a good way and rightfully so because... Of all the lies, of all of the fabrication of the amount of deaths that's taking place, and the pushing of an unnecessary vaccination. That's exactly why she's upset. Okay. So, this doctor from West, um, West Africa basically says that hydroxychloroquine, excuse me, it's a pretty big word, is the actual cure for COVID-19. And then she also said zinc as well. You know, um, I kind of have my my own thoughts on zinc being very important because it actually is important for the immune system anyway. So we should all be taking that too. But, you know, this woman, she basically just blew the whistle. Now, how we know that this is the truth is the fact that they constantly are trying to censor this video. They are constantly trying to censor the video. They're taking it down from every platform. They're taking it down from YouTube. They're taking it down from Facebook. They're taking it down from Instagram. As if they really have something to hide. But that's exactly what the media does. If people have not woken up to this point and accept the fact that social media, mainstream media, Hollywood, so on and so forth, are all controlled by Satan, then they are still brainwashed. If you really think that CNN is telling you the truth. Fox News is telling you the truth. Fox is better than CNN, but still, it's mainstream media. You cannot trust it 100%. And they're, they're, they're trying to censor this video of this woman giving the cure of COVID-19. 
this has never been about trying to cure the virus. This has always been about control. This has always been about power. Folks, the pharmaceutical business has absolutely nothing to do with curing people. Nothing. Curing. I say curing, which means to take an illness away completely. Pharmaceutical industry, or as they say, big pharma, has nothing to do with that. It is a billion, a multi-billion dollar industry. Possibly even trillion dollar industry. And they don't value human life. All they care about is making money. All they care about is keeping people sick. Prescribing bandages. What do you do when you scrape your arm? You put a bandage on it. When that bandage gets dirty, you take that off. You put another one on. That's all medication is. If you look up the Greek word for pharmacy, you get pharmakia, which is uh, found in the Strong's Concordance. Pharmakia is sorcery. That's right. It's sorcery. Black magic. White magic. Things like that. Stuff that the Bible told us that we should have no part of. But that's a whole nother topic right there. We'll probably save that for another episode. But let's 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 stick to the topic here. They've never tried to distribute a cure for COVID-19. The agenda has always been on controlling the entire world via tracking. And that's going to come through the vaccination. The reason that they're censoring this video is because they're afraid that people are going to, first of all, learn the truth. Second of all, um, make assumptions that they don't need to be vaccinated. That's why they're constantly silencing videos like this, articles like this, because if it gets in front of the entire world, it's going to be bad. <laughs> it's going to be bad on the shadow government. It's going to be really bad. They're not going to be able to get anybody to take a vaccination. In fact, people will start getting confident. They'll start feeling good and they'll start wanting to get these uh, these um, medicines that this woman basically just said. So they can not only be cured of COVID, but for prevention purposes as well. That means that there is actually a cure and a preventative measure that people can take to keep from getting COVID-19. But they don't want you to know that. They want you to think that this is fake news. I've all I've seen people try to discredit this woman and say that her credentials are inerrant. They say that she does not have a right to be practicing uh, medicine, that she is a, nothing more than a pediatrician, just trying to discredit her. And that's what they do. They try to make you sound like you're crazy, like you're stupid, like you don't know what you're talking about when you actually start telling the truth. And these ignorant people in this world and in this society eat it up 
the media needs to keep you, their job, I'll say, is to keep you afraid, is to keep you scared and keep you on your toes, to keep you worrying, to keep you up against the wall, not to make you feel good, not to give you any hope, not to tell you that everything is going to be okay. That's not what the media is for. It, it blows my mind. How people can still sit up and watch this garbage. I think it was about 2012. The year 2012. I It was around the time that... Goodness. 2012 was around the year that that was when the Trayvon Martin case was happening. And stuff like... Um, Jody Aries, remember the girl who killed her boyfriend? It was stories like that were occurring. And I started noticing. I'm like, you know, every time I watch the news, it puts me in a bad mood. Like, it legitimately makes me feel upset and depressed. So I just stopped. I stopped watching it. And for good reason. I stopped watching it. I turned it down. Eventually, we just canceled cable altogether. And my mood just started feeling better because I was not ingesting my daily dose of mainstream media. Because, you know, at one point, I used to believe CNN, too. I used to believe MSNBC. I used to believe Fox. I did, just like all of us did. But when you learn that they don't really have your best interests, you see that you have been had, you've been fooled, you've been lied to, and then you have to find your news elsewhere. But there are still people who believe it. And because of it, that is why you see so many people walking around with masks on their faces. That's why you see so many people taking precautions. That's why you see so many people scared and paranoid because they're listening to garbage. And anytime anybody tries to come out and tell the truth, they get silenced. This woman has already had death threats, apparently. And <laughs> it doesn't shock me. I was talking to my wife last night and we were talking about you know, how the world does not necessarily want the truth. It doesn't. It just wants to be told what it wants to be told. It wants to constantly feel good. People, that's how people are. Everyone always says they want to know the truth. But the fact is, the truth has the ability to set the mind free. Jesus said it himself. The truth shall make you free and when he said you he was talking about your soul your personality your mind the truth will make you free and the world does not want you to be free it wants you to be in shackles and enchained and 
under control and manipulated and beaten and battered and just mentally taxed so that they can do whatever they want with you. So that they can twist and turn you and have you believe and do whatever it is they want you to do. Sadly, we got folks out here like that now. And I pray to God that none of my listeners are like that. I, I really hope not. I don't. Now, in that same video, there were several other doctors that were talking. And I, I believe the video was about 40 minutes. If, if I can find it in its entirety, folks, when I tell you it is hard finding that video in its entirety, it, it's hard. It's really hard because, you know, they're, they're cracking down. They're really trying hard to censor, the, censor that video as much as possible. So if you happen to see it, I recommend that you either download it if you're able, if you know how. Or you can screen record it with your phone. Whatever you do, get just make sure you save that video. Now, I'm going to upload that video to my website, BiblicalTruthCentral.com, because no one can touch it there. Okay? So, uh, I'll probably do that sometime tonight. And if you haven't seen it anywhere else, you know, you can, you can always be able to go to my website and see it. Okay? Now... There was another doctor who was talking as they were giving the interview um, by the name of James Tudaro, MD. And the reason I'm bringing him up is because, well, basically, he um, was saying the same thing that, you know, the, the other doctor was talking about. But he has a website. And his website is called MedicineUncensored.com. Pretty intriguing, <laughs> pretty intriguing title, medicineuncensored.com. I think that was pretty cool. Um, so I'm, I'm actually, I have it pulled up now. And, you know, there are various news stories that he has on here, like a lot of good stuff. You know, I, I, I can't sit here and, and just read all of the stories and all of the news stories that he has on here. But they're completely like third party, unbiased uh, truth news, but I will click on one story that has basically caught my eye, and it says the, the um the, the title is over three thousand COVID nineteen patients at the I H U Marshville with H C Q and Arizona with only eighteen deaths. Case fatality rate of 0.5%. So the let me I'm I'm gonna click on here and I'm gonna I'm gonna read it. So basically, out of three thousand people in Arizona, only eighteen people passed away. I'm sorry, I thought that was an article, but that's actually from a um. Uh, it took me to another site here. Uh, that's basically talking about the numbers. Okay. Well, anyway, out of out of 3,000 people, only 18 deaths. And you have to wonder, you know, were those 18 deaths even COVID-related? Because we got to remember now, there are people who pass away 
you know, who have pre-existing health problems. A lot of them may be elderly. They may be dealing with issues. You know, who knows? But the fact that this has a fatality rate of 0.5 speaks volumes. It's basically saying it's the percentage is so low. There's no reason to worry about it the way that people are worrying about it. And the thing about it is that the media will never tell you that. They will never tell you that the death rate or fatality rate is so low that it, it, you can't even put it up to 1%. People would laugh at this if they knew that. People would take those stupid masses off. People would actually go get next to people they care about. People would start shaking hands again. Businesses would start extending their hours again. Kids would go back to school. <sighs> but if the media tells you that, your confidence will come back. And you're not going to want vaccinations. You're not going to want to take those tracking devices that they're going to put within us. <laughs> it's all about control. It's never been about telling the truth. It doesn't matter whether you tell the truth in this world, folks. It doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is that certain people who are in control make a lot of money. And that Satan tries his best. To resemble God. We already know. In the book of Isaiah. It tells us. That Lucifer says that. I will ascend into the heavens. Above the clouds. I will be. Like. The most high. In fact. You know something. Bear with me for a second here. I want to read that. Okay. I want to read that in its entirety because it deserves to be read. Because people need to understand something. That everything that we see, you know, going on right now in this world is because of sin being in the world and Satan wanting to be like God. But we know that he can never be like God, right? He can't. So he has to use men to do his, his dirty work. He has to use fear to control people. He has to use lying to get people to believe that things are actually truth. He's a manipulator. Like the Bible says he was a, a liar from the beginning. We are in uh, the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 14. Okay. Now, I'm going to start at verse 12. It says, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, this is what Lucifer said, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne 
above the stars of God. I will sit upon the mount of the congregation in the side of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. That's Lucifer speaking. He wants to be like God, but we know that he can't and that he's already lost his battle. <laughs> Spoiler alert, we win in the end. Amen. I want to close this out by letting everybody out there know, listen, don't be afraid. Do not be afraid. God has not given us a spirit of fear. He's given us a spirit of, of love, power, and a sound mind to be able to make rational choices, to be able to listen to him and follow his directions and be obedient. We're not supposed to be operating in fear. We're not supposed to be operating in, in worry. You can't think straight like that. We need to be staying focused in this time period that we're living in right now. We need to be keeping our eyes on Jesus because we're going to need him a lot. The entire world is against the body of Christ. They're going to be persecuting Christians. They're going to be calling us names. They're going to eventually start killing us. I believe that. I believe that we, as believers in Christ, need to keep the faith. We need to protect our families, protect our homes, do what you got to do to do that. You know, be smart, of course. And let's just stay connected. Stay connected with each other. This is not the time for the body of Christ to be divided. This is not the time for us to be fighting among one another. This is not the time for us to be nitpicking each other's doctrines. This is the time for us to, to assemble, come together, and fight the forces of evil back. This is the time to get on the same page. I don't care about whether you're Baptist or whether you're Pentecostal or Apostolic. I don't care because God doesn't care. God's not going to ask you when you get to heaven. So, what denomination are you, son? Oh, you're Baptist. So, that a boy. <laughs> you're not going to die and get to heaven and the angels are going to be like, Okay, Baptists, line up here. Pentecostals will be down there. Catholics, you're actually right here in front of me. Form the single line. Um, everyone's going to get to see God first. We're going to let the Pentecostals go first because they have all the gifts and they speak in tongues. You know? <laughs> you know, that's not the way things are going to be. I just wish there wasn't so much division in the body of Christ. But unfortunately, there is. But I hope and pray that everything that's going on right now wakes up the church before it's too late. Thank you for listening to me <laughs> for almost an hour. Um, I pray that I haven't put you to sleep. I pray that it is been a blessing to you. I pray that, you know, that you have gotten something from it, honestly. You know, um, these days that we're living in, we got to. 
stay strong. We got to stay humble. We got to keep a little sense of humor, too. It's okay to laugh. It's okay to laugh, everybody. Don't be, it's not a sin to laugh. You know, but there's a time to laugh, of course. You know, the book of Ecclesiastes tells us there's a time for all things. Okay. Um, visit my website, www.biblicaltruthcentral.com. Lots of goodies over there. Um, Christian merchandise. Videos that you won't see on YouTube, of course, because of censorship. And I'll also send you a free Bible as well. I'm, I'm, I'm always trying to update the website. You know, I'm, I'm fairly new to um, owning a website, so it's not perfect. But it is mine, and I'm very proud of it, and I'm happy that I have it. And I'm just, I'm glad. <laughs> you know, I'm really happy. So I'm, I'm still working to improve it, you know, to make it. Uh, the way that I, I want it to be. Um, also, check me out on YouTube, BiblicalTruthCentral.com. <laughs> Did I really say that? Did I give you guys a website again? It's late. I've been up since about 5 a.m. YouTube, Biblical Truth Central. That's it. Type that in. You'll see the icon, the bricks, and my favorite color red, Biblical Truth Central. That's my ministry. I have over 400 videos that you can binge watch, but I will say, do not look at not only my videos, but anybody else's as a supplement for you reading your Bible and spending time with God. My ministry, and I'm sure the ministry of others, is just to complement the faith, and that's it. Always read your word, folks. That is your sword. That is your spiritual nourishment and always commune with the Father as well. Okay. Thank you again for listening. I'll see you all in the next episode. God bless you. Peace.